Hey, thanks for letting me be a part of this, guys. Whatever happens today, I'm very excited to be here. Happy to be with you guys. Let's do this fucking thing. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, uh, quick words from Tom Fleming. Uh, just run, guys. I've always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. And if I was going to go check it out, I figured I may as well see all of it. Maybe learn something about myself and bring some friends along for the ride. My name is John Phillips, and as a lifelong runner, I was searching for adventure with friends. So, that's what we did. We ran across the Grand Canyon. And back, this is the story of the Rim Boys. It started with a 1.30 a.m. wake-up call on Saturday, April 22nd, 2017. But first, let's start with the basics. We ran across the Grand Canyon, but what exactly does that mean? Crossing the Grand Canyon is referred to as rim to rim. It's called that because you typically start at the south rim of the Grand Canyon and you run along a trail cutting through the entire canyon that leads you to the north rim. When you cross it back, it's referred to as rim to rim to rim. This trek, heading the trails you take, is approximately 42 to 45 miles. The run itself, while many miles, is not even the most challenging aspect of the run. The change in elevation is staggering. We started at the South Kaibab Trail on the South Rim, an elevation of 7,200 feet. We traverse downhill to 2,500 feet to the bottom of the canyon, and then you go up to the North Rim, and that's at 8,200 feet. Then back down to 2,500, up to 6,800 feet, finishing on the Bright Angel Trail back at the South Rim. For those doing the math, that's 20,400 feet of elevation change. That's essentially going up and down the Empire State Building 14 times. There's also a bit of swing in weather. We luckily did ours in the third week of April, typically the suggested season for the crossing, but the temperatures range from about 35 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit. There were water stops along the way to fill up our backpacks, but the run itself was completely unaided, meaning we didn't have volunteers handing us cups of water at a water station in a race or a van alongside us to make sure we didn't pass out like in an ultra marathon race. Now, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, and <laughs> friends of mine would never accuse me of being dramatic, but the stakes were high. I realized that very quickly descending to the bottom of the canyon and looking up over a mile to the top of the canyon. There were two ways out, one by foot and the other on the back of a mule. Wait, three, I guess, but that helicopter would have cost a fortune. So here we go, 2.14 a.m. on April 22nd. First one's in, baby. 214. Wow. Perfect. First thing, myself. What'd I say? We got time to walk to the trailhead. I gotta take a poop. Got a real nervous poop coming. Yeah. Look at the fucking stars, bros. Yeah, man. Ooh. Dude, it's warm. Oh my god. Where are my manners? Allow me to introduce the team. There's Mark. He's a housing lawyer. His trail name, The Gentleman. This is Mark Hess here. And Mike. He's an environmental lawyer. His trail name, Kronos. But I'm not sure I'm going to make it to the North Rim. And Cooper. Can you guess what he does? Yes. Uh, another lawyer. His trail name, The Process. This is Cooper Knowlton. And our second Mike. No, he's not a lawyer. He's in advertising. But his trail name, Young blood. I can't wait to see that sunrise. And myself? No, not a lawyer. But I've been working in the running industry for over 10 years. And my trail name? Moonlight. Before we actually get into the run, 
we had a lot of reservations about the entire process. We met two interesting people the day before, one who offered us comfort, and the other, well, he made us a little bit nervous. Look at this goddamn thing. How are we gonna do this? I was just trying to explain this to these old people, like, oh, no, 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 like, we run a lot, and, you know, like, we run marathons and stuff. 44 miles is kind of something new. That's that's pretty long, and I don't think any of us are really ready for that. And also, we're going to be climbing, like, two miles, so I don't think we're ready for that either. Then we'll combine them, and this is going to be the worst day of our life. And what was his response? He said, well, how many of you are doing it? Five? Take care of each other, then. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. And the second. Well, I guess you could call him our helpful, but nerve-wracking uh, yeah, trail no, angel. wearing shorts. Like, like board shorts. Yeah, board yeah. shorts and compression socks. I don't get, like, he threw board. away his uh, uh, nutrition stuff. He said he had another bottle that he was... Uh, is he the coach of Surprise Running Club? He might be. I don't know. This, this, that, that dude kind of looks like him, isn't it? Is it him right there? Yeah, that's him. With the sunglasses? Yeah, that's him. Trail Angel. Look up his time this steeple case. Let's see if it's legit. <laughs> you ran for New Mexico? Yeah. He's also like, he's probably like 40 Those years old. Those guys are really good. He's a three-time Xterra trail running world champion, world duathlon bronze medalist, three-time Western States 100-mile finisher, 15-time Ironman finisher, including Kona six times, and former NCAA nationally ranked distance runner. He's the author of the book Optimized Runner. His name's Keith. Keith. <laughs> uh, I was gonna guess Keith. We're gonna stick with Trail Angel. <laughs> the number on that side. Uh, wait. Look up his times. So he's that good, and he did nine forty-five and only twenty-one. Or forty-two, I guess. I'm a little concerned. We're in trouble, guys. <laughs> We're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. All right. Trouble? Now back to two thirty something a.m. Cooper, or The Process, the only team member with any ultramarathon experience, leads us in our pre-expedition huddle. Again, it's approximately 2.30 a.m. It's pitch dark, but the sky is aglow with starlight. We're standing 7,000 feet atop the Grand Canyon National Park at the South Kaibab Trailhead. Hey, thanks for letting me be a part of this, guys. Whatever happens today, I'm very excited to be here. Happy to be with you guys. Let's do this fucking thing. Yeah, let's do it. Real uh, quick words from Tom Fleming. Uh, just run, guys. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Slow uh, and steady. No heroes. Let's go. Uh, did anyone bring their crampons? Their what? Their crampons. <laughs> they said their tampons. And then we finally begin the run. The first few minutes lessons, well, We're already off. it's steep, it's dark, and as you can tell from my nervous laughter, don't get too close <laughs> to the edge. Pruka from far ahead just said, this Pruka, this trail is not bad at all. Oh, we got some, some mule droppings here. This is already is a decently steep trail. <laughs> Heading down. And I can switch back. I have to admit, this is not nearly as scary as I thought it would be running in the dark. These lumens are powering us good. I will tell you though, it's nice in the dark because you have no idea how fucking far down it is. 
<laughs> At this point, Mike flashed his headlamp off to the side, and the light reveals, no joke, we're one misstep from tripping and falling thousands of feet into the canyon. Just caught a glimpse. It is very far down, and we are on a very, very hard edge. Hey, process. Hammer in here. Thought we were just uh, going slow. I would definitely recommend staying to the right side of the trail. It's a relatively uneventful trek down. It's dark and much slower than we anticipated. Massive erosion stones block the way of any normal running cadence, which is a little frustrating. And then we hit our first checkpoint. Hour and a half in, baby. At the river, baby. <laughs> Good God, I can see everything. <laughs> To rim. <laughs> Just one rim right now. <laughs> that was the river? I couldn't even hear anything. Why don't you take your fucking dick out of your I haven't yeah, even let you us. in on the biggest drama of our run. A few weeks before we flew to Arizona, we found out something that could have been a fundamental disaster to our run's plans. How far behind on your schedule are we? That's what we said. I thought we said hour and a half here, hour and a half across, two hours up. That's what I've been thinking in my head the whole time. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine, dude. A rock slide had made a portion of the North Kaibab Trail difficult to pass, and a few weeks before our trip, the National Park Service began a project that closed the trail a few miles away from the North Rim, our turnaround point. Yes, you heard that right. We had been training for months to complete the Grand Canyon crossing and back, and this closure was potentially going to ruin our chances to complete that journey. So we were faced with an obstacle, but we found a solution. Luckily, the trail wasn't completely closed. The National Park Service began daily repairs at 8.30 a.m. before they closed the trail. So that's why we were up at 1.30 a.m. and out on the trail that early. It was a race. We were planning our run to make it up to the North Rim at approximately 21 miles and back down past the Redwall Bridge at approximately 23.5 miles, where the trail closure point was. So as long as we got there by 8.30 a.m., we were in the clear. But as the best laid plans typically go, we were already behind schedule. We're 20 minutes behind, but didn't we give ourselves an hour buffer? Uh, we gave ourselves a 15 minute buffer. We started at 2.30, and we're looking. So we're 20 minutes behind our current schedule. <laughs> a drama. All right, Mike. What? We're at 90 minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark. Tensions are getting high, baby. 
That can't be the river. Mark. Mark's been waiting for that. So is this this is now the the flat section, right? Yes. Are we all the way down? Yep. I guess we're next to the river here, so. All right. Hit the lowest point. With Kai Bob. Do we want to f- water up? Yeah. Is there water here, Coop? No, we gotta get to Phantom Ranch. Okay. Just pick it right here. Okay. Let's go to Phantom Ranch. Let's get to Phantom Ranch. Alright. Hey, we're going to Phantom Ranch. Heading to Phantom Ranch, baby. So, how many miles is Phantom Ranch in again? Seven? Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then we hit Phantom Ranch, which is not even that far in. Just past Phantom Ranch at an hour and 37 minutes. And now running along the canyon. Hey, modest pace. I think everybody feels pretty good. I feel pretty good. Oh, we got a nice little creek next to us. Still pitch dark. If it's an hour 40, it's about 4 a.m. And then, despite the stresses of time we were feeling, we collectively get our first glimpse of the majesty and beauty of the Grand Canyon and our first opportunity to reflect on this experience. Hey, bridge me, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you to describe the, uh, see the canyon up there? See the darkness of the canyon all around us and then right above the stars? Holy shit. That is cool. It's really hard to run and sightsee. In the dark. Podcast. And podcast. <laughs> wow, this is pretty fucking cool. If you look right up. We're now along a creek. I don't think we're along the Colorado River. I can't really see it, but... Um, you just look up. And... <laughs> it's like a fucking video game. It's like being in an IMAX seeing pitch black letting the stars shining bright and then right above you see the silhouette of the sides of the canyon thousands of feet up it's pretty fucking cool <laughs> at this point I asked everyone to do a quick confessional Here's everyone's current mental status. Professional to myself? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, well, boys, we're doing this 
I gotta tell you, I feel pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> Don't tell any of the boys. But I'm not sure I'm gonna make it to the North Rim. Hey, Marky, you wanna give a confessional? Sick! This is Mark Hess here. I have no trail name yet. There's so much to say. So much, so many things to say behind people's backs. Right now I'm behind Mike Peruka, so I'll talk about him behind his back, literally. I mean, did he have to match that much? I mean, it's a blue shirt with blue calf sleeves on. I mean, it's a little matchy-matchy for me. Um, I just think it's a little much. And for that reason, I might vote him off the trip. But I'm going to reserve my vote for later until there's a motion to vote. In which case, I might abstain. And... I'll also talk about Cooper behind his back because I'm behind him. He definitely looks the most badass because he has a, <laughs> the sleeves ripped off a cotton t-shirt. And he looks like the guy most likely to just walk off the trail and never come back and then come back to society 15 years later. That's the confessional of Marques. An hour and 55 in minutes into the run. Brooker, you want to do a confessional? Do I need to cut anything? Uh, no, Can't really decide how I feel. One step, I feel great. The next step, I feel miserable. I can't wait to see that sunrise. Gonna be fucking epic. But spirits are high. A lot of goofs. Dulong, aka Hani, aka Dual Meat, aka Mule Meat, aka Mere Meat. Kids got jokes. Perk out. Confessional. Over. I can't look and run. It is. This is Cooper Knowlton. I'm currently leading the pack. On the way up to Cottonwood, feel pretty good. I'm in the front and I'm trying to slowly drop the hammer on these guys. I think they all are saying they feel good, but uh, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to see where everyone stands right now. You can tell I'm breathing a little harder than I'd like to be breathing right now. I should probably slow down a little bit. I'm going to slow down a little bit. You know, it's hard to run and talk, but uh, so far things are good. Me feels okay, uh, having fun. It's a little warmer than I'd like it to be, but uh, you know, no complaints. I got in a little fight with Peruka a few minutes ago. That wasn't great. Sometimes he can be a dick. Sometimes he can say mean things. Sometimes he says things like, I'm Mike's lame friend, and that hurt my feelings, because I have feelings. Uh, all right, that's all I've got for now. We'll check back in in a few miles. Then we sprinkle in some depth. We're all lifelong runners. 
People have competed in all their lives through middle school, through high school, through college, and post-collegiately. But this, this was different. And we offer our thoughts about why. This is probably the most coherent we'll be for the rest of the way. So soak it in. Now we heard all the confessionals. Now to what this means to you as a runner. What this means to me as a runner. I've been running for so long and in competitive races that I came to a point where I didn't really need to, or really I couldn't, or didn't have the interest in proving myself as a faster runner. And that's kind of a bullshit answer. I'm just out here to be with friends, to explore, and I think kind of get back to the essence of running. It's just running at its purest, just going out and getting lost. Well, having a trail, I guess, but I think this might be potentially one of the hardest things I'll ever do in my life. I don't know. As a runner, as a person, I guess we'll see. But right now, looking up at the stars and realizing this is kind of all part of the human experience. To do something different, to challenge yourself and do it with the ones you care about. All right, Mike, next confessional. Already? Yeah, what does this mean to you as a runner? Oh, oh man, I'm getting dizzy. I think as a runner, I'm pretty much done competing. I'll be honest with you guys, I was done competing when I was a sophomore in college. But uh, I'm all for coming out to beautiful places with some great people and doing goofs all goddamn day. And just having fun with the boys. Hey, Marky, what does running mean to you? Or what, is it, what does this run mean to you? As running. A as a runner. As a runner? What do you mean, like this run? Yeah. Okay. Um, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Wow. This experience, as a runner, is really awesome because it is now become kind of an iconic trail run. Uh, in the way that when you were first in high school and the bus pulled up to Van Cortlandt Park and you got out and you saw several thousand kids lining up ready to run races or that first time that you went to cross-country nationals and you saw all these shirtless people painted everywhere and it was fucking 30 degrees and snowing or freezing and hungover. Uh, I think there's, or when you're coming down the Queensboro Bridge into Manhattan during the New York City Marathon. And you make that hard 180. 360 
degree turn coming off the bridge and come down on the first avenue and you can't hear a fucking thing and you can feel the sound in your body so I think for me doing this run is experiencing one of those moments over fucking 10 hours (laughs) like I've been saying this from day one it's um it's the combination of two things with the one plus one equals three undoubtedly we're in one of the most amazing places on earth additionally I love running very few opportunities to combine those two things this is going to be special it's going to hurt it's going to be fun it's going to be terrible it's going to be awesome but without a doubt it will be special very special Coop, you want to give an answer? Sure. What does this mean to you as you run? So, this is Cooper Knowlton. So I was here three years ago in the Grand Canyon trying to do rim to rim to rim in three days with my brother and brother-in-law and uh, couldn't finish it because of issue with my brother being a giant pussy. But, uh, you know, I sort of feel like I'm here doing some unfinished business, trying to get this done, this run done. It has always sort of been a bucket list run for me. Always been something I've wanted to get done. Uh, and to be able to do it with some old friends, some new friends, uh, just sort of having the group, the group element makes it pretty fucking special. That's all I've got. Thanks. Catch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pass it back like it's time. Six, 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 six. Anybody up for a quick stop and turn around to see our progress? Stop! Lights off. Turn around. Hey, that's nice. We stood there for a few seconds in complete awe. There we were, five humans in complete darkness at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Time stood still but not really. This was running. Time never stops. But this episode does right now. Find out if we make our cutoff time on the next episode of The Rim Boys. Don't die, you're just a baby and you're way too young. You haven't lived till you've been to the Grand Canyon. It's a damn thing.